This is 60,000. I'm Darren Saunders. This episode is entitled Sprummer. In the other gardens and all up the vale, from the autumn bonfires, see the smoke trail. Autumn's in the air. Pleasant summer over, and all the summer flowers, the red fire blazes, the grey smoke towers. It's August as I say this, but autumn is already loitering, peeking at me from around the corners ahead of me, teasing me with brown leaves on the ground, even while the children are still on what is nominally their summer holidays. Sing a song of season, something bright in all. Flowers in the summer, fires in the fall. The temperature has dropped, and while it's still hovering around the 20 degree mark, it's a long way from the peak of 34 degrees we had a few short weeks ago. That was too hot, according to many, but for me it was beautiful. Uncomfortably warm, to be sure, but at least I wasn't shivering in the cold and wet of a dark February morning on my bike. Or shivering in the cold and wet of a dark February evening on the ride home. Or shivering in the cold and less wet of the freezing workshop where I earn my living. Soon those high temperatures of early August will be a memory, a data point for our future selves to hark back to. Yeah, it was pretty warm today, but remember those few days in August 2020 when it got up to 34? God, it was hot. And humid. Too damn humid. It's the same as the summer of 2018 that my memory now tells me was six straight weeks of 25 degrees with almost no rain. That was the year I discovered how much you worry about the cost of water when you're on a metre but your garden is gasping for a drink. The grass is brown, the flowers wilting, the water butt two weeks empty. The bees were happy though, stripping the lavender, hibiscus, roses and honeysuckle of their pollen. Day by day you could see the stamens of those lurid flowers turning from bright yellow to off-white. Life went on. Stasis was a thing of your childhood. Childhood when spring was a day in March when the weather suddenly got better, as if a switch had been flicked. The snow turned to warm rain, the flowers popped into the world as if by magic, and the birds returned en masse. You never saw the changing of the seasons. You never noticed the flowers becoming dimmer as the spring turned to summer, as the insects took from them what the flowers needed them to take. You paid no attention to the migratory patterns of the birds, just taking it for granted that they were always there in the trees, singing their songs for no purpose other than enjoyment. Then June came, the switch got flicked to hot and it was summer. Summer was end of year tests, games instead of lessons, then freedom for six whole weeks. No rain, only sun. Endless, warming sun on your bare arms and legs as you splashed in the paddling pool that always had grass floating in it, or bombed about on your bike with your mates. You didn't notice that the birds had stopped singing. Summer was just enjoyment, punctuated by that one miserable day when mum dragged you around town to buy uniforms for school. The single worst day of the year. It wasn't until you were older that you realised how much worse it was for mum. Sorry mum. Autumn was the first day of school in September. You woke up, pulled on that stiff new uniform and stepped out into an alarmingly chilly morning. The leaves were dropping, the birds all gone, freedom was a memory. 
It's fashionable these days to claim that autumn is your favourite season, as if it's vitally important to have a favourite season. The grown-up equivalent of having a favourite colour. Autumn for many is chunky knitwear and overly sweet coffee flavourings, a respite from the relentless heat of summer, and I suppose I understand it in a nation where air conditioning is something that other countries need. We suffer the high temperatures in old offices with inadequate ventilation because for nine months of the year we can just put the heating on at the company's expense. Autumn is a return to comfortable temperatures and less revealing clothing. But for me, autumn is the slow death of colour and the gradual descent into wet feet. The flowers stop offering insects their goods and pack up their market stalls. The birds no longer sing to me as I fetch my bike from the shed, as they did on those lighter spring mornings. And now I'm old enough to notice those changes, they've begun to mark my summer to count down the all-too-short days until I set off for work wearing layers that will be unbearably numerous by the time I reach my destination. Days when I leave the house in the dark and return in the dark, when the cost of our ancient, inefficient heating will be tapping its anxious tattoo on the back of my mind. And so, in the spirit of these times, I've decided that my favourite season is the part of the year that stretches from mid-spring to mid-summer, when the birds are raucous and happy, the dog roses at the height of their most lurid pink, and the temperatures are finally at a point where I can ride my bike in short sleeves and sunglasses. The time of year when everything is ascending and entropy is a thing that happens elsewhere, on other planets, in other galaxies. When people ask, because that's the kind of thing adults ask each other these days, I will tell them that my favourite season is Sprummer and walk away without explanation. In the depths of winter, when it hasn't stopped raining for several thousand days, I'll stare out of the window into the gloom and dream of those fondly remembered days when the world held colour. But for now, autumn is just around the corner, flexing its muscles and promising to mug us of our optimism. I have to accept that because that's just the way it is, but I don't have to like it, and so I shan't. Trenches giving out gas and heat. Clifford Joffs and Boniface down, we stop to eat. Ripples and white. Keep the sea on the right hand side. Summer is ascending. See a single cloud far from the madding crowd. Summer is ascending now. Shanklin giant to ride walk the Isle of Wight. Found giant swans to ride, listening for seagulls in the skies. Mouths on fire, sucking on lemon's Idle away the hours, waiting for the chain ferry to arrive. Throw a loop to the vista and count. Done another runner from Haven holidays again. Repose and Keep the sea on the right hand side for summer is ascending now. I can see a single cloud far from the madding crowd. Summer is ascending.
stride from cows to gannet and windful bows, ways crash tall as towers, wetting all our clothes from head to toe, scampy and fries, tart our lager and lime, warm by the window side, listening to something on the radio. East cows at the end of seventy miles, lucky glass ducks with a shiny five pence piece inside. Keep the sea on the right hand side For sunrise is ascending now I can't see a single Thank you for listening to 60,000. I've not been terribly good at publishing stuff here, have I? In my defence, it's just who I am as a person and no amount of self-flagellation will change that. Believe me, I've tried. My mind is a constant buzz of ideas for things, but there's an enormous disconnect between the ideas I have, the time I have to make them, and the skills I have to make them sound the way they do in my head. If I could publish an RSS feed directly to my mind, it would be both overwhelming to you as a listener, but also terrifying, so I wouldn't recommend subscribing to that. Aside from all that, while I've not been publishing things here on my own feed, I have been contributing to the work of several other people, which I think I'll count towards my goal of 60,000 seconds of published audio this year. The main chunk of my editing time has been given over to Nick Papaconstantino, Nick's site on Twitter, who published a book of short stories earlier in the year and asked if I fancied getting involved with recording a few for a podcast he had in mind. This has evolved into me editing all of the recordings into beautiful little pieces stuffed full of music and sound effects that I absolutely can't wait for you all to hear. There's still a few stories left to record, so if you're interested, give me a shout on d.p.saunders at me.com or just at me on Twitter at 60kpod. The other project I've been involved in is the Dead Piet Society, a live podcast hosted by Al Galpin, Albert UK on the Twitters, that goes out on Tuesday nights and takes a look at some of the weirder news stories of the past week, which is an awful lot of fun. Oh, and I uh, record chapters for LibriVox now, which I will absolutely count towards my 60,000 seconds because they are long. All of which is to say that I've been very busy in the world of audio, which is just how I like it. Anyway, if you enjoy what you hear on this podcast, why not do the thing that everyone asks for? Subscribe and give me a five-star rating and a review if you fancy, uh, wherever you listen to my stuff. I'm sure it helps get the word out, but I also really crave the validation. Some of the music in this episode was provided with the kind permission of Provincials, a wonderful band who described their music as dark folk. Look them up on Bandcamp and buy all of their stuff because it's beautiful. I'll drop a link in the description. Well, until next time, this has been 60,000, I've been Darren Saunders, and my reclining podcasting armchair is making it extremely difficult for me to get up and go to work. And remember, take care of your mind, and the rest will fall into place.